for checking out this message from Spring Mountain. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, swimmountcf.co.uk. Or join us every Sunday from 11am at Abbey Road in Barrow and Furness. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, then please email prayer at springmountcf.co.uk. Right, slight change this morning. Um, Good morning. I'll start by saying good morning. If you're a visitor this morning, great to have you with us. And if you're visiting with the view to perhaps thinking I might be able to make Spring Mountain our home, even better. Uh, But if you are just visiting for the day, please try and apply this in your own situation. But I've changed what I'm going to speak about this morning, and I'm a little bit worried. Because actually, normally, you've had lots of plans gone into it, lots lots of preparation. And this morning, I'm feeling a little bit nervous. Because actually, I really believe God has laid something on my heart throughout this week that is really important. As this is our last Sunday morning here in this building, then actually, I think it's important to finish well and to start well, okay? It's important to finish well and start well because this isn't the end. (laughs) This is very much the beginning. And actually, as church, we've often said, those who come regularly, we've said, don't just come to church. Which is great, but don't just say it, okay? Dead easy to say it, really easy to say it. Don't just come to church, be the church. We can have slogans galore, can't we? You know, you look at the political parties in the country, they've got slogans galore. But do we really think they're doing it? No. And actually, we need to be the church. And I believe God has given me a few thoughts for us to really be striving to be the church this morning. And, um, you know, I make no apologies for it. But I think it's really important as we celebrate this Father's Day that we recognize we're here because of a big father. A father who loves you, who loves me. A father who wants the best for you. And a father who will strengthen you and support you as you walk with him. And it's not about walking one day a week, is it? It's about walking every day, 24-7. And that's what we want to be, a church that's doing. Just got a little illustration. You'll have seen it before. Is Carl Ferris in? Was he in crash? Oh, he's there. Come here, Carl. And David Jackson. Let's make it a competition. The reason I chose them, Carl goes to the gym. I know because he takes photos. Don't know if he does. I, 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 don't, know, I don't know if he does any exercise. He takes lots of photos. But um, he lifts, his camera must be really heavy because look at his guns. Okay. Right. Just get on the stage, Carl. Get on the stage. Dave, you sit down for a minute, okay? This is, Carl is a dad. We've just prayed for the dads, okay? So... I want you, Carl. Has anyone got a stopwatch on the phone? Okay. Right, Raymond, thank you. On your watch, even. Right, I want you to hold them out straight when I say go, and we're going to see who can hold them out the longest, okay? So this is where, very competitive, these two. That's why I chose them. So are you ready, Carl? Raymond, start the clock. Ready? Go. No, out that way. Sides. Come on, lateral lifts. That's what it's called, isn't it? Okay. Now, you'll notice, you'll notice... You'll notice, come on, let's not just watch, let's listen as well. You'll notice that there's not an awful lot of water in there, okay? Is it quite easy to begin with? No. no. I did it. Okay, to begin with, it's quite easy, because there's not a lot of water in it. But the longer you stay there on your own car, is it hurting? Are you starting to feel the burn yet? Where? Is it hurting? Okay. Can you go a bit longer, though? A bit longer, okay. But can you see how this is, you know... 
this isn't too heavy, is it? If I asked you, if I asked most of you in this room to carry one of these bottles, just tell me when he, Raymond, you can be the judge when he drops it, okay? If you were asked to carry one, one of these bottles, oh, there we go, give a round of applause. Just stay there, sit down. How long was that, Raymond? <laughs> okay. 55 seconds. David, do you think you can beat 55 seconds? Of course we can. Right, okay. Sorry, I spoke then without, that was, that was your voice in my head. All right. This time again, I'm just going to keep speaking because it's important, because otherwise we're, gonna, we're not going to have enough time. I am going to be shorter, I think, today, I hope. Okay, David, whenever you're ready, okay, go. So it's quite easy to begin with, David. Quite, yeah, yeah, okay. So can you see, actually, I could have given these two much more water... And they could have carried it, couldn't they? Even it would have been shorter. They could have carried it, but it would have been shorter. And actually, you can see that both of them have managed quite well, really. They've managed pretty well. But as I say, if I'd have given each one of you one of these bottles, I don't think there's anybody in this room. I know Dorian would even go for it because she, she carries all sorts of things. Peter and Alan wouldn't be allowed to because it's not allowed. But really, most of us could carry one of these around the room. You, you all right? Starting to shake a little bit. Um, do you want Raymond to tell you where you are time-wise, just so you can beat Carl? You've got another 16 seconds and you've beaten him. Okay. And you can have the bragging rights, Dave. You can, you can say Carl, Carl, fair. Put it on Twitter. Put it on Snapchat, everything. Is it hurting? No. Okay. Right, stay there for a minute. Stay there. Just stay there. Stay there. Okay. So how long did he do? Uh, just over. Just over. Okay. Now, can you see what I've done? These, these two guys are strong, good examples of strength. Aren't they? I mean, I chose them because I know that I would have got nowhere near. All right? But I chose them because they are fine specimens. As you look at them, <laughs> as you look at them on the outside... You can see the well, you can see the muscles. I won't ask Carl to lift and show his abs. Maybe Dave would, but but you can see, you know, they're wearing black so that it's figure forming and everything else. But actually, these fine specimens of men could only last so long. They could only last so long. Even though actually, this weight, you know, there's not a lot in that really. It's quite. I could I could stand and hold this quite comfortably for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah, I could stand and hold this for the whole service, really, which, but, <laughs> if you really want me to, it's not heavy, but even if I gave them these with less water in, it would still be, a, there'd be a amount of time before they had to let their arms drop, wouldn't they? Yeah? And I want all of us in this room to remember this illustration, because actually, one person who might look strong, who might look like they've got it all together, who might look capable still has a time where they can't lift it up. Still has a time where they can't lift it up. If I gave them one between the two of them... Yeah, you're not... Okay, if you lift it up, Carl, and Dave, you just... You can start... Sit down, David, and just push it up from underneath. Sit on that... You can sit down. Now, I bet that Carl could stay there for most of the service like that. Why? Because he's got somebody else lifting up his arms. And he's got somebody else supporting him. He's got somebody else willing to help him with it. Aren't you willing, David? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but it's not, that's not too difficult now, is it? Is that easy for you? Yeah? Can you see the difference that makes? 
when just one person lifts up his arms. So I want to start with that because I really think that's really important. And this is what God has laid on my heart as we finish in this building and we move to a building where things are going to get to another level because it's a bigger space. We need more people. And actually, we're struggling a little bit. There might be people in this church who you look at and think they are strong, they're sorted, they can manage. But eventually, they're going to have to lower their arms if somebody else isn't lifting them up with them. Eventually, they're going to have to lower their arms. Now, thanks, guys. You can give them a round of applause and sit down. So I want to start off, I've got three little passages of scripture to read this morning, and I'm going to try and unpack them fairly quickly, but if you remember nothing else, that illustration is key, because I could have got the oldest person in here and asked them to hold it, and if I got six or seven people gathered around underneath lifting it up, they would have no problem, would they? Even the frailest of people can support, and actually... I believe church is in exciting times. The very fact that we're here this morning and there are people away and yet again there is people outside. That's why we need a bigger building. Because more people want to come and know God's love and know God's peace and know God's power. Exodus chapter 17 verses 10 to 13. The verses will come up behind. I'm reading in the message version this morning. Exodus 17 verses 10 to 13 say this. Joshua did what Moses ordered in order to fight Amalek. Joshua was doing the fighting. Joshua was in the heat of the battle. Moses was coming to the finish. He was finishing well. And Moses, Aaron and Hur, he didn't go up on his own. He went in a three. He went with two others. We only had David supporting Carla, but it worked. Can you imagine how much better it is with two others? Yeah. Much better. Joshua did what Moses ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. It turned out that whenever Moses raised his hands, Israel was winning. Whenever he lifted his arms up, in prayer, if you like, to God, whenever he had his arms in the air, Moses, the Israelites, were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, Amalek was winning. But Moses' hands got tired. Do you know how he feels, Carl and David? Yeah? Moses' hands got tired. So they got a stone and set it under him. Moses sat on it, so he rested. And Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on each side, so his hands remained steady until the sun went down. That's a long time. That is a long time to hold your arms up. We've had 55, 56 seconds this morning, but 50, you know, a full day. Why? How could he manage to go the full day till sunset? Because other people were lifting up his hands with him. Other people were standing beside him. Joshua defeated Amalek and its army in battle. We are in a battle. As a church, as we are stepping out, some of you in this room will not know the battle that we're going through. Because you don't need to. (laughs) But actually, we are battling against forces that are not of this earth, if you like. The Bible tells us it's against spiritual powers. Yeah? And actually, as we are stepping out, we are finding all sorts of opposition, vulnerability, weakness, and problems because the devil doesn't want us to step out. He wants us to stay in our little corners, just doing same old, same old. But we don't want to do that. We want to win the battle that Jesus has already given us victory in. And so, how many of us have got someone to hold up our hands? 
Everyone in this church, you need somebody who is spiritually wiser and more experienced holding. And we've seen it this morning with the young dads and old dads. We need support. On our own, well, our arms will drop. On our, on our own, we'll lose the battle. Moses had already done lots at this point, hadn't he? We know Moses' story. He'd seen the Israelites set free. He'd seen the plagues come. He'd seen miracles after miracles after miracles. He'd seen God's provision. He'd seen it in this way and that way. He had seen so much. He had done so much. But now is the time he was resting because he was coming to the end and finishing well so that Joshua could defeat the Amaleks. Moses had spoken boldly even though he had a speech impediment. Moses said to God, I can't do that. I've got a stutter. I can't speak to Pharaoh. My mouth's rubbish. Well, how can I do that? And God said, I go with you. So this morning, if you're thinking part of you is not good and you couldn't possibly do it, then think again. Because God says, I go with you. I go with you. And not only have you got people holding your arms up, I'm holding your arms up. I am strengthening you. That is an encouragement to anyone in this room who is weary. God is still holding your arms up and he will not let them drop. But on a physical nature, we need other people to help us. We need other people to stand beside us. Joshua was fighting and Moses here was simply praying. And when he let his hands drop, the battle was being lost. When he stopped praying, the battle was being lost. There's another lesson this morning. We need to pray, pray, pray. You know, we often we used to sing a song um, We want to see Jesus lifted high. And there was actions. It was every prayer a powerful weapon. Strongholds come tumbling down and down and down. Anyway. But every prayer, don't carry on. Okay. (laughs) Every prayer a powerful weapon. And yet some of us are leaving our swords shut away. Some of us are not taking advantage of speaking to God in the battle. So who is holding up our hands? I, I'm, you know, you might look at me and think, I'm strong, I've got it all together, I'm spiritually like Carl and Dave physically, <laughs> certainly not physically like Carl and Dave, but hey, but you might look at me and think, well, you're the pastor of the church, Johnny, you, you've got it absolutely sussed, that's rubbish, because every day I've got to arm myself, every day I come up against opposition, and every day there is disappointment and frustration, But do you know what? God is bigger. We've sung it this morning. God is greater. God is bigger than the things we stand against. We've just sometimes got to keep standing and keep lifting up our arms. You know, Moses, if you looked at Moses stood on a hill, some people would look at him and go, what's he doing up there? There's a battle raging down here. He stood on a hill waving his arms in the air. What's he playing at? It's because it's what God told him to do. It's what God told him to do. And he was stood on a hill with his arms high because it's what God told him to do, to pray, to pray, to pray. God is telling us as a church to be the church. That's not just for me. That's everybody in this room, to be the church. And it's time to start. It's time to stop saying it and start doing it. It's time for us to hold up each other's hands. It's time for us to stand beside and to not let each other down, to turn up and keep turning up. Moses, all he had to do was lift his arms up. He said, I can't speak, I've got a stutter. You might say, I'm glad Johnny didn't ask me to lift those water bottles. I've got a problem with my shoulder. Oh, I've got a problem with my side. Do you know what? If that was the case, we'd get people around and lift it up. 
But sometimes you've got to get them around you yourself. You know, I struggle sometimes, and I've got several people I can turn to. I've got a wife who supports me, a wife who prays for me. But I've also got people who are older and wiser than me outside of this church who I can go to who will keep lifting my arms up. And I have to look for that because otherwise my arms will fall. And when my arms fall, I'm losing the battle. When I stop lifting my hands, I'm losing the battle. That is what we've got to recognize. I've spent time cultivating a relationship with people so that I can trust them and they can trust me. I've spent time listening to their advice and being prayed for by them so that I can stand and keep standing. So that in times when things are difficult, there are people who I can call on to sit me down and lift up my hands. Have you got somebody like that? Because we all need it. It's got to be somebody who knows God better than us. It's got to be somebody who has is, who is traveled down the path much more wisely. But at the same time, whose hands are you lifting up? Whose hands are you lifting up? Because that's not the only thing. Aaron and Hur are mentioned. There's three of them that were taken away from the heat of the battle in order to pray. Why? Because it's what God said. What Moses didn't stand alone. He stood with others beside him. Who is helping you and me stay standing? Because it can't all be the same person. You know, if I got Dave with a bottle and Carl with a bottle, somebody else with a bottle, and another, another, like, let's say I got seven people with bottles this morning and got them all to hold them up, could I support them all? No. That would be impossible and stupid. And also, I'd, it would kill me because I'd be running around making sure it can't be done. So we've got to hold each other's hands up. We've got to hold each other's hands up. It can't all be the same person. Maybe sometimes we think, well, I can't get the support. I can't get it. Have you tried? Have you tried cultivating a relationship with those that you know when you invest into them will invest back into you? Have you tried? I want to read another passage. Jesus, we know the story, had over 5,000 people coming to listen to him. Yeah, you know the story with the little boy's pat lunch. Jesus had over 5,000 people coming to him for spiritual food. And it got to late in the day, people coming to him for wisdom, but there was only 12 people doing a lot of the work. 12 people in 5,000. I want to read you the passage, Mark chapter 6, verses 37 to 44. The disciples have come and said, Jesus, send them home so we can have a rest. Send them away so we can sit down and, and we can have our food and we can just chill, you know, enjoy Netflix. They didn't have that, so that's all right. Mark 6, 37, Jesus replied to them. He said, you do it. <laughs> Ooh, blunt that, isn't it? Jesus said to them when they said, oh, send them away. There's no way we can feed them. Jesus said, you do it. Twelve of them, you do it. Fix supper for them. They replied, are you serious? Maybe sometimes that's our response to God. When we get asked, can, can we have someone to help with the Walney meal? And he says in your head, you do it. And you go, are you serious? Sunday night, I like watching Heartbeat. Is that still on? I don't know. <laughs> Sunday night, I like watching Country File. I don't know. I don't watch telly on a Sunday night. Sunday night, I watch Netflix. There we go. That covers every angle, doesn't it? They replied, are you serious? You want us to go spend a fortune on food for their supper. 
Can you hear? That's the 12 disciples that were close to Jesus. Their response when he says, you do it, is, you've got to be joking. You must be kidding. You must be kidding. You want us to spend our hard, you know, we've not got much, Jesus. And you want us to go and feed those people? Seriously? But he was quite serious. How many loaves of bread do you have? Take an inventory. That didn't take long. I like that. Five. (laughs) That didn't take long. What did they have? Five loaves of bread. Five loaves of bread. You know, we've got hundreds in our house at the minute because Aldi keep phoning us up and saying, we've got food left over. Can you take it? So if you need any bread, see Ros. Loads of it. Five. Five loaves of bread. Plus two fish. (laughs) So Jesus got them all to sit down in groups of 50 or 100. You know, if we think there's... Roughly 200-ish plus in this room this morning in total. That's four groups within this place alone. Five loaves, two fishes. Impossible. Impossible. They looked like a patchwork quilt of wild flowers spread out on the green grass. He took the five loaves and two fish, lifted his face to heaven in prayer, blessed, broke, and gave the bread to the disciples, and the disciples in turn gave it to the people. He did the same with the fish. They all ate their fill. I believe as a church, people are coming each week and we're being filled. We're being filled with his word. We're being filled with his spirit. And that is brilliant. There are people coming into this church that 12 months ago would never have dreamed coming into this church. There are people coming into this church who are going away recognizing that God is good. And it's not because of me and it's not because of you. (laughs) It's because of God. And God is blessing and honoring this church Why? Because people are standing with their arms up, but some of them are struggling to keep them up. Some of them are struggling to keep them up because they come every week and they're lifting their arms up and there's nobody sitting down beside and helping them. Whose arms are we lifting up? The disciples gathered 12 baskets of leftovers. More than 5,000 were at the supper. Two messages within this story. Often people say, bring what you have and God can use it. That's true. Five loaves, two fish, God can use it to feed people. Bring what you have. And if you say what I have is not good enough, God's got other other reasons and other ideas. What you have is God-given. So give it him back. What you have is God-given. So give it him back. Not only, I want to point this out, there's two messages here. Not only did the disciples give it out, they actually collected the leftovers too. Twelve disciples. 5,000 people. Is that healthy? If that was every week, is that healthy? No. But it worked on this one occasion. But if they kept doing it, their arms would get tired. 12 disciples collected the leftovers too. There's two messages in this story. One, are you one of the 5,000? Are you just coming to feed, to be filled, and then to go away satisfied? Or are you going to be one of the 12? Because the one of the 12, they came and were filled as well. And they were satisfied. But they had to step out and keep stepping out. They had to keep giving and give again. But actually, if the 5,000 were doing all the work, it would be easy, wouldn't it? If the 5,000 were all not coming to church but being in the church, life would be easy, wouldn't it? Do you get get where I'm coming from? Do you get where I'm coming from? Well, the 5,000 got a good feed or bread and fish, depending on what you like. They got to hear some pearls of wisdom. But you know, they only got to see Jesus from a distance. 
They only got to see Jesus from a distance. Do you want to see Jesus just from a distance? Or do you want to see Jesus up close? Do you want Jesus to be personal? Do you want Jesus to be at work in you? Well, don't be one of the 5,000. Because the 5,000 didn't do anything. They didn't really commit. The 5,000 didn't have the stories. They didn't have the stories. They might have been blissfully unaware that there was a food problem. They might not have realized there was a miracle going on. But the disciples did, and they were involved in it. Not only did they see the miracle, they were in the miracle. They had one-to-one intimacy with Jesus. The 12, yes, they had to work hard. The 12, yes, it was difficult. Much more difficult than it is in Spring Mount because there are so many people in this church, and I don't want you to, um, this isn't a guilt trip, whatever you're saying. This is definitely where God is taking us. Because there are so many people in this room who are stepping up and serving in different ways. There are. But we do need more. (laughs) We do need more. We need people who might say, well, I can't do that. But God's saying, bring what you've got. You can sit alongside somebody who's lifting their hands up and you can help them. You can sit there and, and, and be there and pray and be with them and stand beside them. You know, the 12 worked hard. The 12 sometimes looked like wallies. You know, I sometimes look like a wally, very regularly. Thanks, Corey. The 12, the 12 probably got a bit frustrated with the 5,000, yeah? Do you think? Do you think the 12 probably got a little bit cheesed off and thought, well, we've given you the food. The least you could do is pick up your crumbs, yeah? But they had intimacy with Jesus Christ. They had stories. They had expectancy of what God can do. And they could stand on those stories and stand upon Jesus because he is faithful and they knew it. That is where we want to be as a church. We want to finish well here, but we want to start well in our new building because if we don't, our arms will get tired and we'll fail or we'll feel like failures. You know, when we get to the pavilion, we say, we've said that a lot over the last few years, when we get to the pavilion this, when we get to the pavilion, well, it's next week, guys. It's next week. There'll be no more when we get to the pavilion. There might be a few people going, oh, do you remember those days back in Egypt? No, okay. (laughs) You know what I'm saying. There might be a few people, oh, you remember those days back then when we could just turn up and sit there? You remember those days? God is saying, this is a new path. I've trusted you because I know you can do it, Spring Mount. I know you as people are called to be my witnesses. You as people are called to be the priesthood of believers to bring God's joy and love to people. You know, we've already, I'm not going to embarrass him. Well, I am. Because he's a, Jeff, Jeff will be sitting cringing here now because I'm going to say this. When you walk in the building next week and you see the paintwork, it hasn't just been Jeff. But I tell you now, if it hadn't been for Jeff working very hard, I want to honor him. I very nearly bought him a painting by numbers set just to keep him <laughs> occupied. I wish I had. But I want to honor Jeff because actually, do you know, he has given up so much time. He retired. He thought he was going to have it easy. (laughs) Oh, well, you know. But I know how hard it has been. And I know there will have been times, many times, that Jeff will have felt his arms dropping. But he's had people like Steve to hold them up and Chris to hold them up and Guy to hold them up and Barbara and Derek in a different way to hold them up. And I know they don't like me saying that, but I'm saying it. 
Do you know, because it's important. There's been others, the young people the other Saturday responded to a call because we needed people to paint. We can't move in there if it's not finished. And this week we need people. We're going to need people who can say, I can clean the toilets maybe, one set of toilets. I can heave it. I can come and move some chairs. I can move some boards from here. And I want to invite you at the end when we respond today to say, I want to make my sacrifice of praise and give. You know, but it doesn't just stop when we move in, when we get to the pavilion. Right now, there are people in the creche looking after children that belong to some of you in here. Right now, there are people in our Sunday school who are teaching the children who are going to be the Christians of the future if they get the right teaching. And yet, it does tend to be the same people who are lifting their arms up every week. And we need people who are willing to come and say, I'll take some of that weight. I'll do it once a month. I'll do it occasionally. We've got people who come and do the sound, who do the vision, who do this. You know, the summer last year, somebody said to me, can we move the service to nine o'clock so we can make the most of the day in the summer? <laughs> I'm like, most, some of us are here at half past nine already, you know. Nine o'clock would make it half seven, you know, at least. We need to be the church. Sunday meals, Walney meal. Next Sunday, great opportunity to serve a community where there are people coming into that building who do not know Jesus. Do we want them to know Jesus? Be the church. Do we want them to be fed? Yeah, or help. <laughs> do we want them to be supported and loved by Christians? Yes. And Joe, you know, who's going to do it if we're not? God will choose somebody else. But there are people lifting their hands up and they need you to help them. They need you to stand with them. Last week, we have an event a week on Friday for CAP. Some of you might say, I don't know what CAP is. It's CAP is Christians Against Poverty. There are people in this room that you won't know who have been helped by CAP. Donna runs our debt center. A week on Friday, we've got a guy coming to share his story. He was a drug addict and drug dealer on the Isle of Wight. He's a Christian. He works for CAP. And he does magic as well. And it's an opportunity for a free food. It's called Fish, Chips, and Magic Tricks. Who likes fish and chips? Okay. Yeah? Okay. Who likes magic tricks? Okay. Maybe you're not keen on the magic tricks. Don't worry. Do you know, a week on Friday is an opportunity for us to stand and lift people's arms up. It's an opportunity to, even if you think, I can't do anything else, can you sit at a table and eat fish and chips? Can you sit at a table, and after you've eaten fish and chips because you don't talk with your mouth full, can you talk to people on that table? Yeah? So let's be the church. A week on Friday, we have an opportunity to stand, to really, and actually... Donna's organized that. She needs her arms holding up. And we need to do it. We need to stand on that hill as the battle rages and hold people's hands up. That's one example. One example. Crash. I know Sammy and Adam, who've not been coming very long. Sammy and Adam have been doing the crash. And I know that sometimes they end up doing it every other week. That's not great for them, is it? They're missing out on being fed here. So we need people to be involved. So come on, church. Let's rise up. Let's be revolutionary. And let's be the 12 instead of the 5,000. Last passage. I said I was going to be short. I've not done a very good job, but hey. 1 Corinthians 12, 25 to 26 says this. The way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church. God makes sense. He gives us a picture, a body. Every part dependent on every other part. The parts we mention and the parts we don't. The parts we see and the parts we don't. If one part hurts... 
than every other part is involved in the hurt and in the healing. If one part flourishes, every other part enters into the exuberance. You know, I want to finish with this. If one part hurts, everybody hurts. You might not even feel it, but if one part hurts, the danger is they have to be taken out. (laughs) You know, Kyron has been in hospital this week with suspected appendicitis. What happens if you have appendicitis? It needs to go. And actually, we might have part of the body that's struggling. And we need to be there to stand with them. Because if one part flourishes, every other part will flourish. Is that not an encouragement? I don't want to finish on it. If one part hurts, every part hurts. If one part of the body flourishes, we all flourish. Who wants to flourish? Yes. Yes. I want to flourish. I want to be like a beautiful sunflower. Okay? If we want to flourish, what do we need to do? We need to support one another so that everybody flourishes. Because if one part flourishes, we all flourish. There's a new phrase, isn't it? If one part flourishes, we all flourish. <laughs> but let's not just trot out catchphrases. Let's think of that picture at the beginning of two very strong, able young man, men standing with their arms out. They could only last so long. Even though they looked strong, even though they looked able... They could only last so long. They need people to hold their hands up. The question is, will we be the 12 rather than the 5,000? Will we be the 12 and hear the requests for help and say, yeah, I'll give the food out and collect the baskets? Or will we be the 5,000 who just want to be fed and then walk away satisfied? Because that won't help the parts to flourish. And if one part flourishes, we all flourish. Do you know, it's time to move forwards. We're moving into a new place. It's exciting. But do you know what's even more exciting? Is if we're all in it together. Because if we're in it, we get closer to Jesus. If we're in it, we see more intimacy with him. And if we're in it, we see more victory. It's time to start playing the part. Maybe you're busy, but we're all here on a Sunday. We're all here on a Sunday. So we can all play our part throughout each month. And that's the challenge this morning, to really be the church.